it's always a big thank you to Myra Green for her music, her composition Passing Places. You can find out more about Myra Green's music on her website at myragreen.com or you can follow the link on the front page of bonnytours.com. Well, hello and welcome to episode 21 of Passing Places, which uh, should be a special episode. 21 episodes. I think I've been podcasting for about four months. And I say every week it's my personal podcast, my personal diary of my travels around Scotland, mainly by motorhome, but also by motorcycle and with some hill walking thrown in. So in this week's episode, I'll give you a quick uh, rundown of where I was over the last week. I was uh, over in Burnham and Dunkeld, which is in Perthshire. I was over there at the last weekend and I've been up to one or two things this week. And this afternoon, it's Friday today, and this afternoon I'm off to pleasant uh, camping site in the Trossachs for the weekend and looking out the window the weather is set fair for the next few days. I got up this morning and uh, I'm very lucky that my flat uh, or apartment as you might call it in other parts of the world has a fantastic view on a good day right over looking over to the west of Scotland and on a very clear day about 15 miles away I can see Ben Leddy and uh, couple of other hills in the Trossachs, Benvenue for example, and on a perfect day, slightly uh, further to the, the south but still looking west, I can see the, the peak of Ben Lomond and Ben Lomond must be a good 25 miles west of my flat. So I got up this morning and the forecast said it was going to be a fantastic weekend and I couldn't see Ben Lady or Benvenue and there's quite a bit of cloud around so I'm just sitting here and as the day or the morning uh, wears on, I can see the brightness coming, so I think for the first weekend proper we'll be sitting out in the shorts and enjoying some proper Scottish sunshine, so that's the plan for the rest of the day. So a couple of quick shout-outs. On Facebook I mentioned it was uh, the 21st episode was up and coming, so a number of people liked that post, so thank you for that. I wanted to mention Andrew Warnock, who uh, put quite a funny video. If you go into the Passing Places podcast group on Facebook, you'll find uh, quite an old video that was made almost as a, a song, but as an information video about how to use the passing places in Scotland if you're out driving about. So have a look at that video, it's quite funny, and it'll give you a, a little bit of a sense of what passing places are all about around Scotland. Now, one other person I'd like to specifically mention in terms of a shout-out is uh, Bonnie from California. I mentioned her last week in last week's episode, and... Bonnie has sent me a SpeakPipe voicemail. So if you're listening and you're in any part of the world, in the UK or in one of the 63 countries that Passing Places is now being downloaded in, uh, it would be great if you would get onto that uh, voicemail that you can access on my website and send me a, a little voicemail. So let's uh, play you Bonnie's uh, voicemail just now. Hey Kevin, it's Bonnie out in California. I've really enjoyed your podcast and thanks for the shout out on the one, the 020 Oban podcast. It was fun. Um, anyway, I look forward to asking you more questions. Thank you so much for all the help you've given me so far and I'm getting so excited about my trip in September. Perhaps I'll even get to meet you. Uh, take good care and um, 
We will be in touch. Thanks again. Bye. So thanks, Bonnie. I'm really pleased that you sent that voicemail. It's great when you actually hear somebody's voice and other listeners can get to hear it too. So I'm looking forward to further voicemails from people in the coming weeks and the coming episodes. And one final thing I'm reminded of when uh, I'm thinking about the voicemail services, an apology I need to make to Kate from Australia, who sent me a voicemail some weeks ago in one of the earlier episodes. And I think in the recent weeks I've referred to Kate from New Zealand. I know it's easy to forget that the podcast uh, is being listened to globally, and I'm sure it's a big mistake to suggest that somebody living in Australia comes from New Zealand. It's a regular thing for me, and particularly in American podcasts, people talk about England when they mean the UK. So apologies, Kate. And if it's any consolation, my penance is that I'm absolutely hooked on Dan Carlin's uh, Hardcore History podcast. I'm tired today because I, I lay down last night about uh, half past ten. I put on one of uh, Dan Carlin's podcasts. And I think it was four and a half hours long. And once I started, I couldn't stop listening. I listened to the entire episode, so I didn't get to bed till must have been three o'clock in the morning. So uh, if you're interested in history, then perhaps you should check out Dan Carlin, Hardcore History. So thanks, Kate, from Australia, not uh, New Zealand. So yeah, last weekend I was up in a campsite just next to Burnamond and Keld, again with my sister Katie and brother-in-law Dermot. So I'm going to do a full episode on Burnamond and Keld, so I'll keep this very brief. It's a fabulous location just off the A9 in Perthshire, and there are so many things to do locally, places to, to see and uh, really good walks. And as I say, I'll do a full episode on that. But we had a fantastic uh, overnight stay at a small campsite just off the A9 next to Burnham and we even managed to have a barbecue and sit out till 11 o'clock and had a few drinks and uh, a good chat about our plans for July, this is July but <laughs> for later this month and I'll tell you all about that in due course. So one of the things in my mind is how to give you more outdoor recordings because I think that's one of the things that works. I'm keen to get other people on the podcast as well but I'd like to do a lot more outdoor recording or recording of places I visit and sounds that I hear. So so I was going into town the other day and, and I was just thinking about some of the memories I've got from the Highlands and and I remember a very memorable visit to the um, auction mart at Dingwall where I went along with some friends, went along with some friends and it was almost like a three or four hour um, experience. Met all the very, very good social experience uh, where these friends met all their other farming colleagues, which was a, a good chance to catch up. And they were having a good look around at the sheep. It was a, a tup sale. And they picked the sheep that they were hoping to buy. And it was a bit like going to the horse racing or a, a furniture auction or whatever. The sort of excitement in the ring of bidding for different lots and the noise of the, the whole experience. So as I was coming down into town, I thought I'll drop into the... I know there's a couple of uh, auction marts livestock uh, auctions in Stirling. So this is almost uh, completely uh, out of the blue, this little bit of a recording, but just to give you an idea of what's possible, because this has actually been recorded on my iPhone, and I was thinking about uh, 
how I might do some impromptu recordings when I'm over in France later this month. So uh, I'll just play this little bit of recording and you can see what the sound quality is like, even on an iPhone. Well, hello, you join me, I'm out and about in the car. I just parked up, I'm local to home for uh, today and probably tomorrow. And I've been at home for the last few days, I'm just, uh, I'm staying at home for two reasons. One, the weather is pretty bad, it's raining just now and it's not looking good for the next day or two, but I'm due off to France in the next week or two and I really need to get myself organised. And I'm a dreadful one for sitting looking at a job and waiting to the last minute, but I still need those few days to sit and think about it, so I need to get myself organised. But then I thought I need to, or I want to get out and do something. And I also get a bit shy about Scotland this time of year because the holidays have all started, the Scottish schools are off and the kids are all uh, off with their parents at, uh, up and down all the roads and byways of Scotland on their holidays, so it's a different atmosphere. So anyway, I thought, oh, well, I want to get out and do something. So... I thought, where can I go that's uh, going to be interesting, different, get the chance to do some people watching, and that there's some action. the more aware I am of uh, sound and noise levels and distortion that yeah, I could cope with uh, working in a, a mart or a livestock market or auction. The noise in there is deafening. It's got a few hundred sheep and pens and they have a system to get them through, the, through to the auction ring so there's all sorts of gates being shut and opened and closed and banged and the sheep are making a, an absolute racket and people are shouting numbers and uh, as you heard there in the recording, by the time you get into the, the ring itself, you, you can add the volume of the auctioneer and the people in the, the ring. And if I told you there was only four people uh, as spectators, including myself, and then there were three or four guys handling the, the sheep in the ring, two or three guys standing in the ring who were obviously the buyers uh, and the auctioneer. So, I don't know, ten people and uh, hundreds of sheep. So, I hope that didn't distress you too much, but it was quite an experience. So if you want to try something different, although I'd do it probably in a more rural and scenic town. I mean, normally, when I remember going to the Dingwall market, it was a very big social event. All the farmers came in from um, Easter Ross and it was a time to catch up and uh, 
I remember sitting down and having coffee and or cups of tea and hot rolls and lots of people chatting in the different places around the the pens and outside near the the trailers. But I suppose I've arrived uh, just as the auction is starting, so I don't ever remember it being that noisy. But uh, I must be getting old. So there you have it. A sheep auction in Stirling. How's that for a visitor attraction? There's even a shop, like all visitor attractions, but instead of uh, going in there and buying little cushions and having a nice wee cafe with coffee and shortbread, it's uh, looks like they're selling shovels and all sorts of uh, farm equipment. So if you're looking for a hopper or some big, uh, I don't know, what, what, what do people, what do farmers use apart from tractors? It's all in that shop anyway, so but I definitely felt uh, properly dressed. That's nice to go somewhere without feeling like a tramp. I think even having a bit of some dog hairs might give me a bit of credibility. So that was obviously a venue that uh, Skid was left at home for a few minutes or, or a few a few hours at the most. So what? That's me for another 20 years. I don't think I'll be going to another auction. So I think what we'll do now is uh, go back to the, the flat via the butchers, which seems apt, and the bakers. And then we'll see if we can find a candlestick maker. No supermarket for me. So if I'm honest, my visit to the auction mart lasted about 20 minutes. It was uh, really, really noisy. I didn't know anybody. I was probably for one of the few times dressed for the occasion in terms of my rough and ready togs. But uh, once I'd uh, had five minutes of, uh, I don't know who came up with the expression, silence of the lambs. This was a, a lamb sale and the noise was deafening in those sheds. And when I went into the ring, the recording you just heard, there's only about four people in the ring as well as the auctioneer sorting out the, the lambs as they come in and uh, leave the pens or leave the arena. And maybe three or four guys sitting watching the auction and one or two guys who were doing all the buying. So there weren't a lot of people in there, but as I say, it's a very noisy environment. And once you've seen uh, half a dozen or a dozen lots go through, you realise that uh, there's not much more to it than that. So I didn't stay long, but it gives you a little idea of what the what's possible on the recordings. One of the things I did, uh, the reasons I dropped in was the I'd noticed that it was a Texel, Texel I think is the breed, Texel lamb sale. And I remember a story going back maybe to 2009 or something where the a Texel top lamb, which was I think about six months old, it's called Deverin Vale Perfection. And this lamb um, achieved the record price worldwide for a, a sheep in sale. And it was sold for something like £231,000. And Devon Vale Perfection is the name of the sheep. It even has its own um, Facebook page. Now, I can't imagine Devon Vale Perfection wandering around the, the, the fields in Aberdeenshire. It probably goes out on a lead with uh, three or four bodyguards. But anyway, 
none of the lambs that I saw went for more than 50 quid. <laughs> so, getting back on track. Sun is shining, the scent of France is in the air. You would not think I had a care in the world. So if you're from the UK or maybe some other countries, you'll probably recognise that as a little excerpt from the long-running Allo Allo series, which uh, was on BBC in the UK, I think during the 80s and early 90s. And when I went online just to find it, I, to get the music, uh, the very first episode I looked at, and the very first line of that episode was the quote you just heard there, so I thought I'd include it because it seemed uh, quite apt for where I am in terms of my lack of planning. So one of the things I had to sort out was get uh, Skid down to the vet. He's got his um, microchip and his pet passport, but I couldn't remember offhand what other things he needed for going off to France in the next uh, week or so. So he was uh, perfect, uh, perfectly well behaved at the vet. The vet uh, thought he was fantastic. And when she came to give me his booster injection, he, he, he didn't even whimper. He sort of looked to me and said, who put that in the script? But uh, he was really in good form and he was warmed and she was uh, well impressed with the uh, skiddy boy. So this week's supposed to be about get, getting ready to get off to France. And what I wanted to mention in the podcast was, as you know, I've been uh, podcasting every week and I was thinking, should I have a, a hiatus? Should I have a break from the podcast? Because I'm not going to be travelling around Scotland, I'm going to be travelling in France. So what I've decided to do is, I'm not going to be hold myself to a, a weekly podcast going out on a Friday for the next four or five weeks. What I'm going to do is take, take my iPhone, etc., my recording equipment, and I'll probably do some ad hoc, uh, short episodes during the next four or five weeks. So we won't go back on to the proper weekly schedule until sometime in probably mid to late August. But uh, keep looking out if you're subscribed to the podcast, because I do hope to give you some updates of what I'm doing out and about in France or on the journey uh, to France and the journey back. So that's my plan for the next uh, four or five weeks is to... Um, just do the podcast on an ad hoc basis so that I can enjoy my holiday and uh, don't feel I've got to come up with uh, French content for you, which is a bit off topic, but also my French is absolutely atrocious. So um, I probably even struggle with the pronunciation of some of the places I intend to visit. So in terms of France, one of the um, dates that's fixed is to catch up with my brother, who will also be in France, and my parents. There's a a little party being organised for my brother's 50th and they're staying in uh, Normandy, I think near uh, Bayou or Bayou and I've found a campsite within a few miles of the Gite, which they're staying in so I'm hoping to spend at least a few days there and then with uh, Katie and Dermot coming over in their van and we're going to um, enjoy a relaxing uh, couple of weeks in France and if the weather's rubbish or poor we might uh, head a little bit further south so that's the plan, and I'm looking forward to coming back sometime in mid-August. 
Now sheep, one final word about sheep. Sheep have played a big part in Scotland's history, a very sad part in terms of the island clearances and it's difficult to know how many sheep there are in Scotland. It's one of these questions people ask, how many sheep are there in New Zealand? And when I was checking online about how many sheep are there in Scotland, uh, the Scottish Government from a couple of years ago said, I think, something like 8 million. And other people are saying 6 million. And uh, Well, as you know, it's notoriously difficult to count sheep. Most people fall asleep after uh, reaching about 100. So just uh, rest assured there's far too many sheep in Scotland. And... Uh, so that's a very cheap little joke, that one. So I'm going to spend two two nights in the Trossachs, hopefully getting some decent sun, and uh, we'll sit out in the evening and we'll uh, land some of the details around the France trip. I have yet to book anything, including ferries. I, I always prefer just to turn up, even in peak season. The ferries are running so frequently from Dover to Cali that you can you can just turn up and just drive straight through and buy your ticket and on you go. The, the big downside is cost. So the trade-off is if you book weeks and months in advance, you probably make uh, yourself a nice little saving. The downside of booking in advance is that you clock watch the whole way down and you're worried or thinking about how you're going to get there in time for the ferry. And that's probably more a consideration on the way back. I hate the idea of spending two weeks, four weeks, six weeks in France. I want to go over to France and the, the knowledge that I can come home any time. And I don't want to be two days away from Cali, thinking I've got to build in these two days, three days to get back for the 10 o'clock ferry or whatever. I like to just turn up in Cali whenever I arrive and just go on the ferry again. And although it's more expensive, it's money well spent for the benefit of the whole relaxation of just uh, being free to do as you please and wander along at your own pace. And you don't know when you're going to arrive in Cali, but you do arrive one day and you come home. So that's the way I do it. And uh, as my money runs out in the coming weeks and months and years, I'll revert to booking the ferry two years in advance. So I'm going to keep this episode very short, because apart from the weekend in Dunham and the Kel, which I'll do a proper episode on that whole area because it deserves it, and the fact that I've been up to one or two things this week, I've got loads to sort out before I head off. I'm heading off down through Northumberland, I think on Thursday or Friday. And then depending on the weather, I might uh, stop off a couple of times in England. If the weather's not great, I'll go straight to the ferry. And I'll be in France uh, as the sort of lead party ahead of the others by a week or so. So I'll get myself settled in and get used to the diet of French bread and cheese and good coffee. And some French beer and wine and some sunshine. Let's draw this very brief episode to a close and I really do appreciate the fact that so many of you have been listening to the podcast and uh, getting in touch through Facebook and Twitter and the SpeakPipe voicemail and comments on the website. The podcast, as I say, has now reached 63 countries, although if I'm honest, some of them there's only been two or three downloads and I think over 8,500 downloads in the last uh, four months, so... I'm really pleased with the little community of people that are listening to the podcast and I do hope to keep in touch with you over the, the next four or five weeks with giving you some idea of what I'm doing in France. And if I'm really uh, got the downtime and time to think, I might do I might do a full episode on some aspect of travelling in Scotland. I'll just keep that open. Um, I'll catch up with you all properly in terms of passing places. 
uh, sometime in, in mid to late August. So you can support the podcast by using those affiliate links into Amazon. If you're doing any Amazon shopping and you can remember just to go via Bonnie Tours, click any of the little banners and uh, the website gets a small commission which will help keep the podcast uh, ticking over. So that would be really nice if you managed to do that. And again, the iTunes reviews, I was saying before that I'd fallen off the new and noteworthy. So I can see the podcast beginning to climb up the what's hot list. But I'm still way down at two or three hundred, so it'll be a while before I come back up on the top of the iTunes store if I ever do. So if you uh, could find it within yourself, if you haven't left me a little iTunes review, then please do that. And I also noticed a lot of people still downloading individual episodes off the website, which is fantastic if you get the chance to do that and listen. But if you do have a smartphone or you have a, a laptop, it's quite easy to subscribe to the podcast and the episodes will automatically update on your device. So you might want to explore that option too. So let's bring this to a close and uh, just remind you how you can get in touch with me. You can find me at Bonnie Tours on Twitter. You can find me Bonnie Tours on Facebook. You can type into the search box uh, on Facebook, type in Passing Places Podcast and join the group there because I will keep that up to date over the coming weeks as to where I am and what uh, I'm up to. And you can also go onto the website, bonnytours.com, and leave a comment. And again, I'll try and update the website on a regular basis whilst I'm away. And you can also go onto Facebook, eh, sorry, go onto YouTube and type in Kevin Scullion and you'll find the, the YouTube videos. So I usually say at this point in the show, if you eh, are ever in Scotland, then maybe one day I'll bump into you and we can eh, catch up. But for the next four or five weeks... If you're out and about in France, anywhere, get in touch and maybe I'll uh, bump into you, particularly in the Normandy area or maybe perhaps further south, down through Bordeaux and maybe into the Dordogne and beyond, depending on the weather. So in the meantime, stay safe, enjoy your holidays. I'm sure many of you are going off to warmer climes or if you're coming over from other countries to Scotland, I hope you have a fantastic time. Uh, get in touch with me at any point if I can be of any assistance in terms of information. And again, thanks for listening and stay safe. And I'll play you out with Mary Green's music, um, Passing Places. Thank you. <laughs>